Hello, you're listening to A Little Bit of Lagen, a podcast exploring a more connected and human approach to climate conversations. A space for questioning, learning and discovering the many ways a sense of balance can come to be. My name is Marla and in this episode I talk with Boris and Victor from Etacamondo, an eco-village located in France. I was super excited for this chat as I've never actually spoken to someone living in an eco-village before and it's something that really intrigues me. I find it really, really fascinating. I do have to apologise in advance though. There are a few audio issues in this episode. Boris and Victor chatted with me from outside which was so lovely because there was just a beautiful landscape around them but it also meant that the sound quality isn't quite as clear so I do apologise about this. Because of this, there are just a few extra bits of information I'd like to share beforehand because they weren't picked up very well in the audio. Sadly, Victor's introduction is a little difficult to hear, so I thought that I would share it with you before we jump into the episode instead. So, Victor is 21 years old and has been living in Etikamondo for over one year now. He wanted to move there because he saw the ecological problems in the world and wanted to find a solution to this. Boris was a professor in the school where Victor studied, and the skills shared there were how to get a better understanding of cross-culturing around the issues for nature and the story of civilizations. so how and why ecology is becoming the new age of civilizations. This greatly resonated with Victor, and now they find themselves living together in Etikamondo, with others choosing to be part of the eco-village. Within the eco-village, the decision-making process is explained as a mix between army and horizontal processes. At first, they describe this as a shut-up and listen sort of strategy, but this is so that you can learn and understand how Etikamondo is organised and why it's found this efficient way of organising. After this point, when you gain the skills and understandings, you become what is known as an Etikamondian, and step by step you begin to get a place to share your ideas and positions in the fields you already have competencies and experiences. And so as the process continues you get an entire place in the field of decision making. At this last stage the people who live in Etikamondo all year round discuss and decide together. The last stage is the field of law and competencies. People linked with the law decide and people who have the expertise also decide. But despite these authorities, all people in the field of decision can discuss and suggest. However, if you're discussing things without knowing much on the subject, the team will feel a bit uncomfortable. So he explains this as a mix between vertical and horizontal processes. But yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you as well. It's interesting to understand what a decision-making process could look like outside of kind of what we know in society today. In this conversation, there were many ideas and visions that really stuck with me and I hope that you connect with these beautiful moments too. They share such interesting perspectives on how we've come to define low-tech and high-tech, individualism and community, the idea of luxury and also the incredibly complex nature of collective intelligence. I really enjoyed talking with Boris and Victor. I learned so much and gained a lot of inspiration from their perspectives and I hope that you enjoy this episode too. I also want to say a huge thank you to Esmeralda who joined this chat to help out with any translations. It was so greatly appreciated. Let's get into the episode and I hope that you enjoy it. Oh, hello. Hello. Hello, Mara. That's very nice to accept uh, this proposition. 
No problem. I'm really excited to chat with you. I've honestly never like spoken to someone who's been in the process of setting up an eco village. So I'm really excited to hear more about it. So would you both like to start with just introducing yourselves and how you came into kind of being involved in Etikamondo? I'm Boris, I'm 44, and uh, I decided to live in the nature uh, since 25 years ago. This uh, ecological uh, place uh, is existing only since uh, three years ago. My choice is due by the fact that uh, I didn't want to continue in a system with which I was uh, disagree with the values. Today, we know that uh, because the cities are too big, uh, we need a huge amount of uh, transports. We use a lot of energy, a lot of raw materials, and it's a lot of um, waste. And uh, so I didn't want to participate to that. Uh, before to want to change the world, I wanted to change myself. The best way to change something is uh, to change someone and to change someone to come to, uh, to, per- uh, to permit these people to understand what you want to say is the example. So living nature is the best example to, to share uh, what you want in this way. So this is the reason why I lived in nature science a long time now. And the uh, ecological place is not, it's not just to make a farmer or to make educational uh, to environment. It's to live. And uh, the ecotown uh, is uh, one way to live together with people, with nature. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's so important what you say about the internal transformation and how that can then have something that affects outwardly. Um, It's a really lovely way to think about it. Um, I'd love to hear a bit more about the history of Etika Mondo, how how you set it up and any challenges you faced maybe with legal things or the kind of governance aspect. I'd be interested to hear how that process was. Uh, so Etikamondo is a long story uh, because uh, it not begins with the ecological place. So uh, I just go immediately on the law. Uh, today we have a different um, challenge with the law. And sometimes it's not uh, adapted to our uh, willingness. For example, just around the house, it's a natural place. Uh, you cannot do something. You cannot touch something, and it's very good for the nature. But uh, we have a second law, and this law obliged to cut some trees to avoid the um, fire. So sometimes the law is uh, against the law. And uh, immediately around the, ro- the house, when you have a um, permacultural design, uh, it's the best place to put your garden because uh, it's avoid that you make a lot of transport and uh, if you have your garden immediately uh, close to your house, you avoid to, uh, to drive a car to go to supermarket, for example. So to have a garden uh, close to the house is very ecological. But if you have a natural place close to the house, it's ecological. So the law sometimes is a good uh, vision, but not adapted on the reality, an ethical reality. So uh, we have lots of little uh, tiny problems like that, that we are managing with friends of us uh, who is studying for, uh, for the law and uh, she makes uh, her studies uh, here in, uh, in the Ecotone. And after we'll go to the local council to ask 
to change several steps uh, of the law to have a good balance with uh, all the people around the ecotone and our, um, our needs. So do you feel like you had any personal sacrifices that you felt you made going from a life maybe living in a city to then living in an eco-village? What, what was that trans- transformation like for you? There is no sacrifice. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can see just uh, behind the background. In the background, it's just beautiful. You are waking up and you can see nature. The issue that we can see at the first time is uh, the social link between peoples, but we are creating social link in, in, the, in the, the campaign, in the mountains, in the nature. But that's the, that's the, the big issue is to, is to um, convince with people uh, between, between them, but also with nature. Yes, I agree with, with, with Victor. It's not to sacrifice the sacrifices to go back in the big cities or to stay. Obviously, uh, if someone coming from uh, Paris, for example, uh, and uh, seeing our life, uh, immediately this person will say, uh, would say, uh, oh, so much sacrifice. Look at their careers. It's not a real career. Mm. What's uh, dangerous? Yes, maybe that's true, but uh, the life is bigger than career. You want to be close to your family, maybe you want to profit uh, with nature. And that was the same for me. When I see the concrete uh, uh, everywhere in the world, that's the um, creation of humans. I say, that's not my way. Okay. Could be dangerous to stop to work for uh, to to get money, but for me, if you invest in your garden, you you get benefits, and uh, immediately because we don't want to be alone in nature, we want to continue to share our uh, beliefs, our uh, dreams. Uh, our passions, uh, our reasons uh, as well, uh, you can. Today with Etika Mundo, we propose uh, weeks in the nature where the people will be linked with the other species and uh, etc. Uh, we learn to the people how to make an ecological house, how to make an ecological garden, etc. How to work with the wood. And immediately it could be exchanged with money. So the risk is not huge. Uh, with my diploma, uh, yes, I would uh, get more and more money than today. But uh, where is the happiness? And the happiness is very, very important. And when you see the, all the scientists around the world say, you need to stop, <laughs> we need to stop, we need to change, and big change. So it's not sacrifice to be uh, change the life to help the society to change its way. Uh, so it's uh, so uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think something as well that's probably a big shift is moving from a very individualist focus to very community focused. And I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Yes, but I think that uh, it could be individualist uh, as well. The first time I go back, I go in the nature, I was alone among my friends, alone among my family, and alone among the country uh, lost in the nature. All the people say, what you are doing here? We are all 
old people and you're young. So go away to work and have good career. I said, no, no, because you are the, the last uh, witnesses of the past. And I'm not for living the past because past ha has good things, but bad things as well. But I wanted to learn what it could be good for us Uh, before they, they go away. And um, so it was really, for me, before the society, I hope immediately that the society will change. But um, I think that this kind of, cha uh, of change could be individual and collective uh, in the same time. It's the same for me. I, I think my uh, individual benefit was to to think that uh, I have better impact I I just prefer to live in nature but um, yeah there is something really collective just in our way of life we are every day together we work together and that's that is really good a really strong link so we can create a, a better society with that but living in nature is is an maybe individualistic uh, uh, needs, but uh, we transform our mind to, to think also with all the living species around us, like uh, you see, like uh, uh, we are not only just a mind to our persons, but maybe I'm just a part of a big uh, ecosystem nature for functioning, so I just have to do my part to uh, this ecosystem. I agree uh, with Victor in this way. Um, where we are, we are transformed uh, by this choice between individualistic and collective way is when you uh, get the awareness of the living not around you, but we are the ecosystem. For example, what you eat When you uh, produce your garden, you eat immediately the living species, uh, the vegetables, you eat them. So you are saying, oh, my carrot, it's living. And I want that it gets the best uh, life uh, uh, as possible because I want to be in good health. So if, if it lives a good way, I, I will get uh, good uh, organic food. But because I know that it's for me, I'm so uh, disappointed of that, that I want to share it the best I can. So I want to know what is the best for all the vegetables. And for the people eating uh, animals, for example, immediately we can see people have a totally different way with the animals. And... Uh, After what happens, so you go to toilets and uh, in a, an ecological way, uh, all these wastes are transformed to to uh, be uh, compost in France, compost, so uh, uh, ground for the garden or the forest. And you see that the natural way, the scientists uh, speak about the um, uh, raw material uh, cycle or energy cycle. That's the ecological science. And the ecological science says that ecology is the study of the interrelation, interconnection between the living beings and the, their ecosystem. So we begin in this interrelational in the nature. And that's not true in the city because 
if you go to the shop and I'm not against the all good shops that try to make a good way to have a better consumption, but it stays consumption. When you buy um, uh, organic vegetables in the shop, you uh, the, the the shop needs to have a car to uh, uh, to pick up the vegetables, etc. You need to go by bus. Sometimes by foot, okay. And you never have a direct link with the nature to produce them. And that's the big, big, big difference. So I think that to live in the cities is to sacrifice this link, this basic link with the living. And um, it's the first step to be ecological, I think. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It's like that um, notion of like connectivity and actually knowing where things are coming from and your relationship to nature and to see almost like circularity, like when you were talking about the food you consume and then how that is almost fertilizing. It's that circularity I think is so important. So thank you for sharing that. I'm really interested to hear about what a typical day looks like for you at Etamondo. Like what is your sort of typical day? Is there a typical day? Uh, there is something uh, interesting that um, here we have a schedule, uh, a collective schedule. We, we can think that, oh, okay, uh, go in the nature, in the community, you can do everything whenever you want. It's not exactly like that because uh, a schedule is really important to, to establish a good, uh, a good uh, fun- functioning of the, of the collective, of the, of the people because we can uh, eat at the same time and everything and that's great a good link and a good uh, uh, <laughs> a good uh, a good flow yeah uh, so we began at um, before 8 a.m we we just uh, hit uh, um, the the breakfast so for for now we we just hit the bread that we we are cooking here we will uh, we will produce everything there, and not just cooking, but produce also the the cereals to <laughs> to produce the, the bread, uh, everything to create the, the jam or or this kind of things, or just eating a lot of food that we we have. But anyway, at eight we are beginning. Uh, everybody is beginning uh, their task. We do this um, all the day to maybe five p.m. or in in summer. Uh, 8 p.m. This is important to to think that to live in nature, we you have a lot of of hand work, and it's not uh, very cool and calm every day. Like for example, now we are uh, beginning uh, the the spring, but after you will have the summer, the summer, and it's a big season to, to work uh, outside, and so we have too much things to do. Like today, for example. We did a, we, we plant uh, trees and, and everything. We also have some projects. So we are, we are organizing some immersion, like uh, organizing also uh, some projects to help other farms to develop uh, their, themselves to be self-sufficiently and also the, the territories and everything. So we, we need uh, also a part of uh, intellectual uh, and mind uh, working on the computer sometimes, but we we target to live uh, without computers and all these things. In some places, some people want to work less rather than uh, when they 
worked for big societies, uh, industrial uh, uh, brands, etc. Uh, our choice is uh, first um, to go in a, um, uh, a place in nature with a high level of protection of nature in National Park of Sevens. And because here uh, many people go away this place because uh, a less competitive uh, economy, because of the World War II and the young people go at the war and don't go back in towns. Uh, this place is uh, 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 for a huge part abandoned. So we need to um, reorganize the, the place and it needs lots of work. Secondly, we want to go fast because the climate change and the collapse of um, biodiversity uh, is huge uh, challenges to our life and the life of uh, our children. And uh, it's like a pressure. Uh, so um, if we don't success to reorganize this place in uh, three, maybe five years only, uh, when the old people um, use uh, 100 and maybe 200 years to organize that, we need to have only three or five years. Because, uh, because if we don't success, how we can imagine to success at the scales of France, at the scale of Europe, at the scale of the world. So it's a huge challenge. Uh, if we success, uh, our heart uh, cannot avoid to help the others. We cannot live between ourselves. It's not our values. It's not our emotion. So uh, here, maybe people are surprised by Etika Mundo because it's from the morning to the evening, you are walking, walking, walking. Obviously, if you are tired, you can stop and have a good management when you come here with our team. You go step by step at the same rhythm that, than us. And we are a lot of um, comparison with the sports. We say... If you come here, it's like a professional uh, of the sport and you need to pass some level before to be in the national team. And uh, it's the objective, it's the target here. We, we want to do like that. But it's not um, in France all the eco place, eco town like us. I think that we, have, uh, we are a, a kind of uh, exception. So it's quite physically demanding work then that you get up to. Yes, it's it's a huge uh, demand on uh, physical parts, uh, emotional parts and mindset because uh, uh, to organize this place, we need to take back a lot of knowledge that we lost from the past. I think about the engineering, etc., uh, for the di designing of permaculture, uh, of the ecological ecosystem, for the house, for the energy, for the waste, etc. Uh, secondly, uh, we want to help uh, other uh, eco town, eco place. We want to help the farmers. So we need to success to balance our time with a huge efficacy uh, to help because we have to learn to avoid, give our time 
for projects that we see immediately that it's not a good organization and we are losing our time. And it's very difficult to say sometimes to people, no, not because you are a bad guy, etc. No, it's not. It's because it's not ready now. And you need to learn more. You can come with us to learn in uh, efficiency. So it demands a lot of energy in mind and em in emotion because together it's very important to be a team. And a team is not just kindness. Uh, if Victor needs to say to Boris, uh, it's not a good way, he needs to say to me, immedi not immediately, but uh, quickly and directly. And I need to put out my ego. It's very important to be um, okay, agree, and uh, in awareness to receive his present, to accept, to say to his friend, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And if he say that, or he make a mistake, and I need immediately to say, hmm, I think you're wrong that you think I'm wrong. <laughs> or I need to accept, and in the boss uh, way, it's to improve together. And uh, okay, uh, say said like that. It's easy, but in the every uh, and every day, it's sometimes uh, tricky. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think there's such a big attachment to a sense of ego that sometimes it can be people kind of get on the defensive. If someone tells you you're wrong, you can jump on getting defensive. Whereas taking a step away from that and actually having that space to be like, no, actually, maybe I am wrong and I can learn from that. I think it's such an important thing. Mm. Yes, that's true. We have a, a testimony from a, a friend and uh, every time we said to her, oh, you need to do like that, not like that, because of the reason. Immediately, she was taking these uh, words like uh, judgment. And only three months later, she said, uh, a morning, Hey guys, thank you a lot because it was just technical and never on the judgment. Um, when you go on this way, you you see that we, we have a huge lack of knowledge and practice with the nature. So if you are in sincerity, you cannot say to yourself that you know. No, you know just a little bit of part. So um, I think that quickly you accept to uh, get some critics to improve. After is the way of the critic who is uh, which is important. Of course, if you say, ah, oh, it's bad, you're so bad guy, it's not, uh, uh, it's not good for the time team spirits, but um, if the way is good, no problem. Yeah, definitely. It's like the constructive feedback almost and everyone being open to learning and what you're saying about how little knowledge we have, I think is such an important thing. You know, we've got so much to learn. And something that I was also interested to ask was for people who've come to visit Etika Mondo and spent time with you, have you noticed changes in their values and perspectives and attitudes during their time with you? We have seen two, two things. Wednesday, all the people are tired and totally disoriented uh, because of the food is different, the place is different, the organization is different, the language is different, 
Oh, the people are different. All is different. So, uh, because it's uh, lots of, uh, because it's uh, very physical, emotional, and uh, intellectual, they are tired. And we see every time that in the middle of the week, every people are thinking, is here the, the good place I need to be? And after we go during the nights in the forests, and we connect them to the savage. I cannot uh, explain here because uh, it's, I think it's not possible mm -hmm. to explain this ex this uh, experience. But at this time, the tomorrow morning people are changed totally. They are in confidence, and they understand the links the link between all the different parts that we explain them and uh, all the the workshop that we organize with them. And the change totally uh, in the confidence, in the spirit, etc. The second uh, step that we observe um, is that uh, many families uh, call us back and say, thank you, today I'm living in nature, or I just uh, opened my ecological place, and uh, it's the biggest present that we can uh, get. We don't have, at this time, do a study um, on the proportional of these people, but um, it's uh, already for the third year that uh, we opened this place, uh, already five ecotons are open. Uh, shoot, uh, shoot to, uh, to the um, yes. Wow, that's so incredible to hear that you've had such a transformative impact on people that have come and visited Etikamondo. I think that that's really incredible. And I can imagine, yeah, it's such a rewarding feeling to know that, like you said, living by example has actually had such a positive impact in allowing people to shift their values and then ultimately their actions. So yeah, thank you. That's really exciting to hear. So I'd also love to ask a little bit about bioconstruction and the low-tech approach to living. And just if you want to talk a little bit about that, I'd be really interested to hear. Yeah, the best to answer is uh, the other Victor is the low-tech and ecological building chief. Yeah, um, It's a good question because many people, Many people think that low-tech is just uh, little tools, uh, like the wash machine with the cycle. It's a very good idea, and we use it, but it's just a little, little part of the energy. The biggest energy is the house and the cook. I think about the heat during the winter, the cold during the summer, and how to cook every day. How do you manage the energy? That's a huge part. So to challenge that, we are transforming an old uh, house built by farmers from the, from the past. And um, thanks to that, we can understand why they built this house like that. For example, to stock vegetables. Uh, for example, uh, to keep um, a maximum of uh, warmth from the fire. Etc. And uh, with the modern science, we understand step by step how to improve the house in this way. Uh, so we are transforming this house and we, we choose to transform an old house rather than 
build a new ecological house. Why? Because new ecological house is uh, uh, better for ecology. But in France, the mm. equal place of a department, of a total department, built every seven years. It's huge, huge, huge. So we didn't want to build a new house in a new place to avoid, to continue to put concrete, uh, or not concrete, it could be wood, but in the natural places. We want to reorganize uh, old places, old place already used by human, rather than build a new place in the nature. It's a very important choice for us to cook. We avoid to eat cooked vegetables in the middle of the day, only the evening. You divide by part two the need of rum to cook. Uh, we avoid, for example, to drink a tea in the afternoon. Just little stuff like that, a bit, uh, a lot of uh, energy. After, for the light, we wake up uh, early and we go to the bed early. And it's better than to stay all the night to discuss with your friends. Despite you can use a candle, you need to produce the candle. So if you are sleeping, it's okay. Uh, lots of stuff like that. After... We think that the ecology is not against the um, high tech. For us, the high tech is just a vision. What is your vision? Could be your low tech or your high tech. Low tech is uh, techniques very accessible. High tech is uh, technologies very hard to organize because it needs lots of people around the same project. Uh, and we see that just to rebuild this house, we need to have high-tech processes. They are ecological. Uh, I mean, for example, to use the, um, the ground. It could be easy to do, but before you need a huge amount of knowledge to understand what kind of ground, how to manage it with uh, the rest of the elements, the level of uh, humidity, of what, etc., etc. It's so hard. <laughs> At the beginning, it's so hard. And uh, when we are studying the management of all the water for the garden, for the forest, for the house, etc., uh, immediately it's too important and too complex to be alone to do that. And so for us, I take today is the planes, is the computers. Okay, but uh, I think that tomorrow in the ecological world, we need to have a good, uh, huge project. It's maybe uh, 100 people around, 1,000 people around, uh, how to manage all the valley with ecological uh, needs and uh, including all the needs of all the spaces around. It's high-tech. And high-tech is not uh, necessarily linked to the oil or nuclear, I think. It's our belief. Maybe we are wrong, but um, remanaging uh, eco-constrictions and low-tech with this vision. Low-tech, it's easy to go, to get with one person. High-tech, it's not necessarily pollution. It's the fact that you use many, many competencies, many, many tools, and not necessarily with oil or nuclear or green energy. I think that's such an interesting way to look at how we've defined high tech and low tech and like 
how it's been so rooted in construction in the sort of industrialized aspect in the way that we think about it and actually thinking about it in in the minds and the actual knowledge and skills that are needed to create something is actually what makes it high tech is yeah a really interesting way of looking at it I really like that if you permit to add something I didn't spoke about the transport when I spoke about the low tech because we are working here immediately on the same place. That's a huge point of progress, I think. And so, what's the need of the car? Just, it's for the pleasure. We don't need, we can go to the town by foot and uh, eat a pizza sometimes. It's not ecological, but sometimes it's good to eat a pizza with friends. That's okay. We go by foot, we come back by foot. No need of transport. And the only times that we need transport is for uh, um, uh, materials. For for instance, we have a, a, a car, yes, and we have we are impatient to avoid it, but uh, we just uh, use it per year. Do you think that like these experiences have also made you understand so much more, just feeling more connected to everything? really understanding what is necessary like what are the things that you're expending energy on that are actually needed and what is these extra things that are using so much energy and so much but aren't really bringing any any quality i think that um the time our biggest um, child gabriel we were eating and he said like that, oh, it smells so much permaculture. So that was wrong. The vegetable don't smell the permaculture. But he wanted to say this plate with this jet where vegetables come from our work, uh, day per day work. And that's very important, I think, because sometimes we are tired. Sometimes we are frustrated because it's hard. We are tired. We were wrong for this choice. Sometimes it's <laughs> bad mood. But in your heart, uh, every day, because you wake up to have interrelations with the nature, because you need to continue, you know why you're here. And every step you look at around you, you have a link with. So your awareness and your essential existence is full. Here in this place, more than uh, 400 people uh, help us here to do a wall with stones, to do the garden, to, uh, to restore the forest, etc. The house, everywhere we go, we see the visages of the people. Every day we see uh, many other spaces and we learn a lot with them. For example, this tree behind me never moved from this place. It's very uh, interesting to think about that. How we can live in this way? Okay, I'm not a tree, but um, I'm sure is thinking. Maybe I'm wrong, but the science began to have... Uh, a, a big dot on the fact that the vegetables are thinking. And if it's right, wow, what is the awareness of a tree? And um, for all these reasons, um, despite we can be tired and sometimes uh, demotivated or frustrated, the heart is living and uh, it's very huge. And for sure, after you... 
when we stop our preferred activity is just to look at the nature around us and what we did and how the nature is exchanging with our facts. Yes, sometimes a pizza is good. Sometimes a hike is good, but it's very tiny uh, entertainment. Yes, for sure, sometimes, despite it's not ecological, we like to go to um, social media because it's here and we like to know what the friends or these people, interesting people are doing, for sure. But if it's not here, it's not a problem because our biggest social media is immediately the natural around us. And uh, every day you, we see this tree, how he, um, he, he grew up and sometimes uh, how he's uh, uh, dying, but the birds are coming to eat some part of it and it's very interesting. So yes, for sure, something is very different with this way. And we seem to be full, but I think that it's not immediately the link with the nature, it's more the culture you built with the nature. Nature is not uh, immediately magical. For us, of course, uh, you come from the city, if you are a little bit in awareness with the living, oh wow, it's so wonderful. But um, without this culture, you can live in nature and don't like the nature or live uh, in without li uh, live with. Yeah, it's like a much deeper rooted mindset shift that takes time exactly. to really, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I think it's so, it's such a huge shift, but so an, such an important one to have experienced and to be happening. And yeah, I'd love to ask as well, what message would you want to send to people who are still living in a very city industrialized way? <laughs> what, what message would you want to send to them? Because we did this choice, uh, we can only invite you to do the same choice. Maybe we will live uh, several lives immediately. We are not sure. It's a big question. So uh, if you want to be sure to success your life, I speak about life, not careers, not money, not uh, sex or cars or what you want. Uh, the life, so the living is to be in the middle of the biggest place you will find lots of living. And the cities are very interesting by the fact that you will meet a lot of humans if you are open mind. And it's very, very a good argument to live in the cities. That's true. We love sometimes to go back in the cities just to meet a lot of humans like us. But it's not the only way all the other spaces are intelligent, are living, and it's so wow, wonderful, amazing to observe that. And the better is to live with that. I invite you to choose this way. And if you don't want immediately, because it's uh, you, you can be afraid, of course. Test with uh, seminaries, with uh, personal or collective experience, but just do that uh, before maybe you discover that uh, maybe it's only one life with this uh, kind of uh, form. Make lots of mistakes in my couple, in my own life, with my children, with my friend, with my work. Every day I say to myself, mm, maybe uh, with this choice it would be uh, better. But the choice to go in the nature, I never regret. Never, never regret. 
I just want to say, uh, don't be afraid to go out from the the way that society said to 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 go on. Because every evening I see to myself, what is what is luxury? Because I just have the mountains in front of me. Just uh, there is trees around me. There is birds around me. So what is luxury? I I'm just uh, I'm just so lucky. <laughs> I'm rich, <laughs> but. So don't be afraid to go there and yeah. That's such a beautiful message because I think it's become so skewed what luxury is. You know, we're bombarded with all these material possessions and being convinced by advertising to be buying things and you need these things to make you happy. And then when you paint it in that way of just waking up and being surrounded by so much beauty, like what are all these other things of luxury like what is it thank you for sharing that welcome and if i can add if you don't like this experience you can go back but i think that uh, if you go in the good place in nature you'll never go back i don't know people who go back in the cities after yes at the beginning sometimes you go immediately too quickly or you uh, you leave some problems who push you to go back, for sure. It's not uh, so simple, for sure, but uh, it's a very good choice. Thank you for sharing that. And I just have one final question, which I always ask on the podcast, which is how you find your little bit of lagum. Lagum's a Swedish concept, so it's all about balance. So I'd, lo- I'd love to hear yours. It's a very good question. And uh, we are in exactly in this question today. We want to be... Um, our own uh, choice a little bit like Gandhi you love nature live, na- uh, live nature but we don't want only that we are ambitious <laughs> we want to help the society to be transformed and we built a huge project called the Chantier Ecologique Massif the idea is to mobilize, mobilize uh, 500 people around the farm during a week and every day is working for this farm. The objective is that with the global economy, uh, today the nations uh, are not autonomous on the food. And if you need to close the um, boundaries, maybe the people will, will not hit. And in this, in this situation, you have so much trouble that you can know uh, improve all the rest of the subjects for the society. For example, uh, you want to progress with the feminism, very important uh, thing in our modern society, but no food. (laughs) You can be sure that people don't care about that because they want to eat immediately. Uh, You want to progress on ecological uh, side, you need to have food. So we have partner, we have people, etc. But here in the uh, Etica Mundo place, in the ecological town, uh, we, we are not uh, enough people. We have the idea to be what you want. Uh, so we are what we want to say to people to be. So uh, it's a better way, I think, to convince people. The project is good. We have the money, etc. But... It's, it's sure it was too huge immediately for us. Tomorrow, we sure. <laughs> but uh, today, it's, uh, it's too huge because the eco place needs time to be finished before. Today, our 
challenge is not too much. <laughs> and for the rest, I think that you understood that we are not too less. <laughs> I think that to avoid to be too less, if you want to speak about ecology, be ecology. And ecology is the interrelation with the living. So it's only on the nature, I think. If you make efforts on the food, on the waste, on the water, on the light, in the city is very good. But I think it's only my uh, thing. It, I can be wrong for sure. And it's not a judgment. It's just one opinion on the situation. I think it could be uh, not enough. For that, we are, uh, we are okay. We are enough, but we want to do more, and we are uh, searching and finding the, the good uh, level. It's a very good name for your podcast, <laughs> uh, because it's very important for our society. We need to be ambitious, but with a huge of, a part of humility. Okay. And it's not uh, opposite. Ambition could be humble, that's sure, and it's our way. Thank you. It's been so interesting and insightful hearing from you and your perspectives on things I just think are so incredible and it really inspires me what you guys are doing and I'm, I, re I really want to visit an eco-village in the future and experience that and because I don't think you can ever fully understand it until you've experienced that way of living and hearing you speaking about it today as well I think Yeah, it should give everyone a lot a lot to think about, for sure. You're welcome for a long time, be sure. Maybe just quickly one point. We speak a lot uh, about collective intelligence. And it's uh, the best way we can uh, improve our society, for sure. We think that uh, collective intelligence is not monospecific with only human intelligence. And that's tomorrow. The real collective intelligence is with uh, the other spaces. And uh, immediately when you put all this intelligence around the table, you say, what the fuck, sorry. Huh? <laughs> But uh, wow, so complex. Because the wolf want to eat the little sheep and you like the chi little sheep and you like the wolf. You know what I mean? So how do you manage that? And uh, when you see to be in the good uh, atmosphere, not too hot, not too cold, etc., you need to wear some, some clothes, etc. How do you produce them? Immediately you see the impact on the nature. So you will not say, hey, we will live without clothes. No, not in the winter. In the summer, why not? But not in the winter. So immediately all the little questions are so complex and the future is here and is the best uh, stimulation too much people i uh, think that to live in nature is easy it's just for cromagnon or for the medieval people is not modern not so smart that's wrong totally wrong it's very very difficult to understand to conceptualize just one step in the garden, in the house, with the living. So it's very, it's very fulfilling. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that perspective. I think there's such a warped view of what intelligence is currently in society and it's become very academic and this one type of intelligence which is seen as important, but actually the intelligence and complexities of living with nature, I think is so often just sort of, 
ignored and thought of as if it's like um, an inferior way of being when actually that's what's filled with so much richness and knowledge and and compassion and connectivity and complexity and yeah I just think that's such an amazing perspective and it's so true um thank you so much welcome thank you so much we have uh, it's just a little seed and uh, people who is listening you <laughs> Marla on this podcast uh, will make with this seed a huge uh, tree during their life so uh, thanks a lot to manage the podcast so amazing to see that you have several activities with lots of talents and uh, it's a huge present for the mannequin so thank you a lot thank you you so much and thank you Esmeralda for your help (laughs) and and sorry to every people um, who don't understand all our sentences sorry we try to speak English and to be linked with all the people around the world but <laughs> we speak better with nature so welcome to learn this language with us thanks so much again to Boris and Victor it was such a joy speaking with you and I'm really really grateful for your time more information about Etica Mondo can be found in the link below however their website is in French so you kind of have to rely on your web browser to translate for information if you're interested in learning more But yeah, I think they shared so much that we can take away and keep reflecting upon. And and I love how Boris mentioned the idea of people listening to this episode. It's almost like planting a seed in your mind and letting these ideas to continue to grow. And on that beautiful note, I will leave the episode. But I do want to say if you are enjoying these episodes, please do share with family and friends. And if you can, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it really does help. Also, I am really bad at talking about this, but I just wanted to quickly mention my coffee account. So for those of you who don't know, coffee kind of works like Patreon, except you don't have to make monthly donations, you can make a one-off contribution, kind of similar to buying a cup of coffee. And it's basically a way to support independent creators who aren't reliant on ads or other things to financially support the podcast, which may not align with the values that I hold. And sadly, making a podcast is not free and I'm really trying to think about how I can make this sustainable moving forwards. And to do so, it really relies on donations for some of you wonderful listeners. If you're not in a financial position to do this, I totally understand. But if you have been enjoying the episodes and have had valuable information to take away, I'd really appreciate if you'd consider checking out the coffee account. And all of the contributions go straight back into the podcast. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have on any of these episodes and you can drop me a message on Instagram at a little bit of Largum, or email me on a little bit of Largum at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.